Hello everyone, Dr. Caroline Carpenter here with The Body Carpenter. (laughs) I'm going to admit right now that uh, this podcast episode is a bit of me... um, I'm not going to call it a a distraction. I'm supposed to be plugging things into my Trello board for the human design for Monday... But I had a moment earlier that was quite important, and before it passes me by, I want to walk you guys through what it feels like to realize you have resentment coming up and what it's like to process it because it is really confusing, and I know if I don't air this now, I'm not going to be able to describe it as intricately, as in-depth, and as well later. So I'm going to do it now while it's kind of fresh because once these things come up to be processed and and then are processed, it's like you get a little bit of amnesia. So before the amnesia kicks in, I'm going to share this. Um, Now's a good time for me to go into the disclaimer. This podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any condition. It's not intended to diagnose or treat any illness. This is for your information only. I'm putting the keys in your hands to your life and your energy field and your person so that you can take steps to the life of your dreams. One step at a time. One step at a time, loves. So, (laughs) okay. I'm going to preface this by saying, usually, when I get a new patient in the office, I'm a chiropractor by trade, but I'm speaking as a human right now, but I have uh, lots of experience with people coming into the office for pain, um, nutrition, walking through mindset, walking through how to view uh, messages from the body, understanding what comes first in the hierarchy of change, how to shift habits, how to get the body of your dreams, how to manage symptoms, how to get to the root of symptoms, how to get to the root of trauma, how to get to the root of physical pain, emotional pain, mental pain, because it's all connected. It's the nervous system. I am definitely not a psychologist, psychiatrist, or anything in that in that realm that is outside of my scope, but I can talk people through how to navigate their own stuff as it applies to the body. Now, on the Dr. Caroline Carpenter side, I can coach you through these things and how to identify these feelings, how to bring them to the surface, how to process them so they stop impacting you unconsciously. So I say all that to say when patients come in and we get some relief physically, through adjustments of the spine, tweaking tweaking some um, habits, adding some enzymes, putting a little low-level laser on things, you know, putting all the healing modalities that work really, 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 really well into place. When point A to point B keeps happening back and forth between A to B, there's usually some unconscious programming at play that is not serving the mind, the body, the spirit, the human as best as it can. So what that means is when carried trauma comes to the surface or kind of bubbles up and it's irritating to the human, that's when it's time to, to do something different. And when I start asking about emotional work and trauma work, sometimes people give me a funny look, but now um, there's enough Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you to you patients who have been so kind and considerate and patient with me and are open to trying new things because a lot of these guys 
And ladies, a lot, a lot of them, a lot of you have gotten fabulous results by just tapping into your own bodies and your own spirit and your own energy. It's really amazing what the stuff can do when you, when you really, when you really lean in to the things that seem like you want to go around them, but when you lean into them, magic happens. So here's what happened to me today. <laughs> um, I woke up in a really good mood. I felt great. I had listened to my subliminal messaging. I had switched over to Amanda Francis. Um, I had finished her money book. Started on another one because you know I'm I'm going through all of my <laughs> programming and conditioning that did not serve me and has not served me through life. One thing at a time. I started with the body, then moved to the mind. Now I'm going even deeper into, um, we're going to call it root chakra things. By the way, so I am a master level Reiki practitioner, but uh, so I'm always gearing my energy towards the highest and best good. Um, I never interfere where I shouldn't, but wherever, whatever's for the highest and best good, whether it's a person in front of me, a patient on the table, that's where my energy goes. So I'm familiar with the chakras. I'm also into the human design. There's there's nine centers in human design, seven in the chakras. The the uh, the first three chakras, the root, the sacral, and the solar plexus. Those are typically responsible for most of the physical ailments and emotional traumas and life plaguing circumstances. Now, when I say this, I say a disruption in an energy field will eventually become physical. And I walk through how this happens in cycle breakers. It's way too in-depth to get into here because there's the mass, the map of consciousness, the emotional scale, um, identifying where you are right now, identifying the six human needs, what was your initial programming, what was your initial conditioning, how have you had to adapt to make it in life? How have you had to adapt to stay safe? Um, what are you aware of? What are you unaware of? And what are your patterns? And how do we interrupt that and decondition? And what do you want your reconditioning to be? And let's do that. So there is a lot to it. I'm just going to walk through a little bubble up of some resentment that I was not aware of in my field. So I've gotten to where I like to watch the planetary aspects and how they impact us day by day. So today, um, Sensei calls it metaphysical May. I, I, I like to watch the astro cast just because, you know, if the moon can impact water and the ocean tides and we're 70% water, planets are going to impact us. We're all connected. Cellular activity. It's just, it's a thing. So I believe Saturday is actually, I believe it is, I know Friday was the attitudes we adopt. Saturday, today or Friday is what we do and don't allow in our minds. So I had things bubble up today and it was, I started getting irritable and I love to learn and I was studying Eden Carpenter and human design. And now the first several times I went through this information, I was in love. I, um, you know, I passively listened while I did other things. It was great. Today I was not having it and it was odd for me and I got irritable and I kept trying to, you know, 
do different things around the house. And all of a sudden I felt trapped. And this is odd because there's no reason for this. Like there's no reason I should have felt trapped. It was a great day. It was beautiful. I laid out in the sun for a while. Um, did a little cleanup in the yard. Cleaned up a little in the room. In one of the rooms that's kind of the junk room right now. And kept getting more and more irritable. And one strange thing that I've noticed is things that I really enjoy, like little hobbies or things that ground me or things that I enjoy doing, become really irritating and I don't like them when resentment is bubbling up. I'm going to use tarot cards as an example. I love those things. They're so fun. It's like the little child in me comes out and the fool's journey is a is really cool. I did not know the little... Um, the major arcana are actually archetypes used in um, personality uh, profiles. And, y- you know, you can, it's pretty cool. There's, there's so much, so much history, so much richness that originates with these metaphysical cards. And I, I love them. Each artist has a different approach. But, you know, I mainly use it for personal growth, grounding myself, letting my inner child out, you know, get a little insight for the day, self-reflect. And I had the moment again where I'm like, why do I even have these things? Why do I like them? I don't even. And so that was my tip off that something wasn't right. Because um, I do know that when, you know, like, I don't want to say mental illness, but, you know, when things aren't quite balanced in the mind and the nervous system, things you love have the opposite effect. I felt it hard today, y'all. I felt it really hard. And I was just irritated and restless and I needed to get out of the house. And I live in a beautiful home. It's kind of in the middle of reconstruction remodel right now but the view is beautiful I'm on the lake my doggie's wonderful Um, my brother-in-law and oldest sister came over to get on the boat and I saw them and you know it was a really good day looking from the outside in I just internally there was friction there was I couldn't identify it but I felt trapped in tarot it's called the eight of swords It's like you're mentally entrapped in your own prison that you've concocted. But I believe that no one wants to concoct their own internal prison. Like, who comes here? Who decides to come to Earth to live miserably? Like, okay, I understand we all come into different scenarios. You know, um, there's things that cannot be explained. There's karma coming that cannot be explained. There's things I don't understand. But I do believe that we don't come here to purely suffer. And I just don't believe we come here to purely suffer. So this feeling that didn't make sense was really getting to me. And I I didn't understand it. Here's the thing about unconscious beliefs and unconscious patterns. You can't see it when you're in the middle of it because it's yours and it's unseeable. It's unconscious and that originates in the body and that is embedded in DNA and that is the shadow that comes from generational cycles that embeds in the DNA and that's called generational trauma. And directly it can go back to grandma, indirectly it can go back seven generations. It can probably go back further than that, but um, as far as DNA and in the body, it's in the body and it's unconscious. So I'm over here, I can feel it, but I can't identify it. My fiance calls. I got his permission to say this. 
he is learning some really cool things that I feel we all need to know. He's in rehab in Florida for um, alcoholism and addictive tendencies. He didn't know that he was an alcoholic most of his life and also a codependent, an over-functioning codependent. What that means is you're focused on everybody but you to stay safe, meanwhile neglecting self, um, rejecting self, which is separation from self and higher self and God force, divine force, um, love and light, universe, whatever you want to call it. Uh, You separate self to look for safety in others. Now, that can work as a child if that's how you're programmed, but as an adult, it does not. And it only works so long as a child. And what usually happens is the child, it's called childhood trauma, the child and and there's a there's a group called adult children of alcoholics and dysfunctional families um i discovered this after realizing i had several of the same tendencies and several of the same things a lot of the same childhood traumas he does i just dealt with mine differently um that's not to say i'm any better or worse it just he has a lot more energy behind him. He chose the outward route. I chose the inward route. I stayed to myself for the most part. He went out and sought help. Thank goodness he did. I did a lot on my own, but you don't know what you don't know. So he is in a rehabilitative facility slash program where they learn all about identifying emotions, physical things to heal, connecting with your higher power, Um, working the 12 steps, community, loving self first, having the connection, and releasing stored trauma in the body from resentment. So he tells me, I'm telling him, you know, I had to leave the house. I just went for a drive. I feel trapped. I'm, I'm restless. I don't know why. I usually love to learn. I usually, you know, I don't, I'm irritable and I don't know why. And he says, babe, I'm not a therapist. I don't really know what you're going through, but I know what I've learned down here. And I didn't think it would work or that it was relevant. But it sounds like you have resentment bubbling up. And you may want to go back and feel into your early childhood and write it all down to release it. And I heard it. I heard that and I appreciated him. He was an empathetic witness in the moment. Um, He even nailed some unconscious stuff. But I told him, I was like, look, I'm confused. I feel weird. I feel like I'm in a foreign country. I'm in my hometown and it doesn't feel like my hometown. It just feels weird. Everything looks different. Everything feels different. I know where I'm at, but everything feels odd. And he said, I can totally relate. I know how you feel. Um... But try to feel into it. Try to release that resentment so it does not continue to control you. And it felt really good to be seen, acknowledged, and heard by another. Especially a significant other. Um, But being seen and acknowledged and accepted by someone, it just immediately dissolves whatever was happening. But... Here's why releasing emotional trauma and resentment is important. And I'll, I'll walk you through how I released it and what it felt like here in a second. What I would have done previously is notice it, not understand where it came from, not like the feeling, 
either drink some alcohol to cover it up, zone out on Netflix to avoid it, or do something completely different and distract myself to just do something different. You know, cover, cover it up with more energy, cover it up with more emotion, cover it up with some kind of activity. What this does it shoves it further down into the body to be buried somewhere to come out either as a symptom or more emotional distress or some kind of physical pain at some point in life. I don't want to do that anymore. I've had plenty of that. I've had plenty of physical pain that's been liberated by doing emotional work. I've done the physical work too. However, the coping mechanism that I would have gone to before that are perfectly socially acceptable are alcohol, avoidance, shopping, um, Netflix binging, sleeping, taking something to sleep, doing something completely different, ignoring the emotion, eating, stuffing my feelings with food, going for sugar, because any of the above would have been more comfortable in the moment than feeling that shit emotion of resentment that I did not know where it was coming from. And the origin of it was... I've been really looking into um, reestablishing a relationship with money because money is neutral, y'all. It's literally a reflection of the person. Money is a reflection of us. This is what I'm learning right now. Money um, enhances who you are. And if you do not feel worthwhile of receiving, it will not come. Money does what you tell it to. Now, there's a lot of people who would disagree, Um But this is what I'm learning from people who know what they're talking about. And I say know what they're talking about because they have done with it what I would like to do. Um, And they have done with it in in a very positive way, like charity, giving back, sharing free information, caring for self and caring for others. You know, just all of the good things that can be done with money. I was angry about, I realized After reading, excuse my French, The Richest Fuck Book. That's what it's called. I'm just going to have to mark this podcast explicit. My apologies now, guys. I read that. I I listened to the audiobook. And then I started listening to another that actually, it's not near as fun. It goes through the symptoms of under earners and adult children from dysfunctional families because the two usually go hand in hand. It's a... It's not having the self-worth because it was taken from a very young age due to conditioning and programming that was not our fault, but now it's our, it is our duty to re- decondition and recondition. So not only were adult children parentified at a very young age, meaning we had to act way older than we were chronologically, so we skipped a lot of childhood, and then that development never was allowed to take place. And so that step that was kind of skipped due to conditioning continues to reoccur until it is healed. So what that means is now I get to reparent myself. And my fiance reminded me of this. And it was it was equal parts comforting and irritating to hear this from him. I was really glad to hear it from him. But I knew this. I just needed to hear it from someone else in the moment Um, because you don't know what you don't know, especially if you're in your own unconscious conditioning and programming. You don't know it. I couldn't see it. I could feel it. I didn't like it. I didn't know what it was. I would have rather covered it up. But um, 
my productivity was absolutely interrupted due to this resentment that bubbled up. And I'm so thankful that he could identify it because I sure couldn't. I just knew I was so uncomfortable. I had to leave the house. I didn't know what else I was going to do. Um, <laughs> I still haven't put everything into the Trello, but it'll get done. But with my human design, I've got to speak my truth. So I haven't journaled yet. I will. But I decided I was going to do a podcast on what this felt like before I forgot because it might help someone. And I've gotten some good feedback on podcasting this style. So I'm going to continue to release information like this as long as it's helping people. But so it was an immediate relief when he told me what he told me, when he identified the resentment and then walked me through what he had done and that it worked for him. And these are all things that I had known and had tried to tell him at one point. So it was, it's giggle worthy now, but I'm so thankful that he was there to help bring my attention to it and to be that support system in the moment. But y'all, it's not easy. It really sucked. It felt God, it felt like someone was wringing my insides out. I would have rather been anywhere but in my body. Like, I could feel my body trying to... I could feel myself trying to dissociate from my body, which I didn't. But that's a nervous system stretch. The fact that I didn't means that my capacity for what my body and my nervous system can handle as far as processing has increased. The threshold has increased, which I am so thankful for. But um, the reason to process emotions is so that, you know, over time, the feeling of ease and comfort that your body is going to go for, because that means it's safe, your body's going to find it. Your body will go for the ease and comfort, whether that means alcohol, whether that means prescription medications, whether that means pills, whether that means um, taking a sleep, you know, what, whatever your body has to do to get ease and comfort, whether that means escape or alter your mind or, you know, distract yourself, it's going to do that. And some of the things that our bodies and minds distract us with can lead to serious health consequences over time. That is one really good reason to do the work of sitting in the uncomfortable emotion, acknowledging it and processing it and releasing it so that it does not attach and bury itself in the body. If you want more information on this, please read The Body Keeps the Score. That is one really good book. There are several others, but um, another story that my fiance told me was uh, his shoulders would hurt. Um, we've been together two and a half years. His shoulders have hurt daily, like really, really, really bad. Like he was calling himself an old man. He threw a football today better than he's ever thrown. He's 44. And um, I believe he's been alcohol-free for over 60 days now. The body's magical, y'all. He has gotten so much cognitive function back. His personality has changed. 
he's a different human. He's who he really is now. He's reconnected with self. He's connecting with his higher power or God as he knows it daily. It's really impacted his life in a positive way. <laughs> Based on being around me, he's like telling everyone about the body, <laughs> even though he would get irritated at the, in the moment. He's telling everyone what's happening in the body as they're you know processing emotions because they process every morning. They have process groups. We need process groups, y'all. Hashtag cycle breakers. But um, we, need a, we need community. We need to interface with each other. It takes a community to heal. And processing emotions, in my opinion, is so worth it because it not only frees your mind, your spirit, your soul, and your body, it it's a it's a way to keep from going for all of those coping mechanisms that are unhealthy over time or that take away from your health reservoir over time those quote unquote addictive tendencies i don't like that word either but you know words are words like i'll have to call it what i call it um some common addictions are you know like the dopamine rush the serotonin rush like um, gambling, drinking, sugar, overeating, shopping, um, even sexual tendencies, pornography. It's, it's all, those are all ways to bring ease and comfort to the body when it doesn't know what else to do. They're not good or bad. It's just what you're, now they can negatively impact, um, self they can negatively impact others. They can negatively impact relationships. They can negatively impact others' views. They can ne- negatively impact views of self over time because of judgment when it's not understood that what your body is looking for is ease and comfort in the moment. Like that's what we're wired to look for is ease and comfort. That's that's when we know we're safe. So processing emotions is very important. Processing emotions is one of the most beneficial things that I've seen patients in my office do. I will say hands down, the people doing the hard work, the people doing the daily work, even if it's one step at a time, whether it's, you know, working on just thinking more positively about self or being kinder to self or or saying kinder things to self in the mind and positive self-talk or giving self grace or just drinking a little more water or sleeping more, whatever the step is. The people making those steps that get down to the emotional work have the most phenomenal results that last the longest. Their adjustments hold better. They feel better. They can identify points in the body that they, you know, they can tell are moving in one direction or another. They're just connected. They're so connected versus just not knowing what's happening in their body. The most frustrating people that come into my offices are the ones that just don't know what's going on with their body and they're desperately asking, hey, I don't know what this means. And I'll level and say, you know what? I don't either. And I can't dictate what to do with your body because it's, you know, that's just not right for me to do. But I can help you connect with self so that you can help me decide what's best for your course of care. Now, everyone might not agree with that, but I believe that is the most empowering method of approach to some, you are your own best healer. You will always be your own best healer. 
Your body knows exactly what it needs. You are the only one living in your body. You are the only one living in your life. You are the only one that knows what your life looks like, what you need, what you know, what lights you up, what turns you on, what makes you tick, what makes you happy, what you love, what you adore, your needs, your wants, your desires, um, the thing that you're trying to go for, the thing holding you back, your beliefs. You are the only one who knows those things. You are the only one who knows those details about you, those intimate details, unless you know them so well that you have shared with others. And then um, others lenses are going to morph those those things about you a bit because you are viewed differently through others lenses than through lens of self so really you are your own best friend or your own worst enemy and my goal is to help every each and every person coming into my office or coming into my energy field to connect with themselves and live the best life they can and just be a happy whole human because there's something magical about genuinely coming into contact with others who are authentic, who are raw, who are real with integrity, who will speak the truth and who will check themselves. So I really got off on a rant, but I really believe that addressing emotions, processing them as they come up, understanding that they're not going to dictate your life, it's your body presenting you with things that you didn't know were driving the bus unconsciously that someone else programmed you with that is not your fault, but guess what? You're the only one who can heal it. So... I want to put the keys in your hands for your internal operating system to work with your own body so that it can work for you and so it does not feel like it's working against you. Because everything's happening for you. Your body is always adapting for you. Now, whether it feels like it or not, it's a different story. I want it to feel like it's working for you. If your body feels like it's working for you, now you're a happy camper. Now you and your body are connected. You and your body are best buds. And when you and your body are best buds, life is just better. This really took a different turn than I thought it would. But thank you for listening. Pat yourself on the back. Give yourself a big hug. Thank yourself for even listening to this because I don't know many people who would want to hear about processing emotions because a lot of people want to avoid that. I know I did. I didn't want to hear these things. I didn't want to hear any of it. But Y'all, it is so worth it. It is so worth it. It is worth the other side. If you can, lean into that tough emotion. Phone a friend. Say the hard thing. Um, you know, be honest about your feelings. You don't have to fake it till you make it. Be real. You know, like, be real with you. Don't deny your own feelings. Be real. And those people who are really, really um, in your circle, have your back, they're going to be real with you too. And they're going to appreciate your real and they're going to reflect that back. So just know the more real you are, the more of that you'll get reflected back. So have the courage enough to be real and to possibly be unpopular 
for being real because that's when you'll have the courage to heal. I believe when I saw it on Facebook, one of my friends, it was actually my hairdresser. She's a fabulous lady. She put this meme up. It said, have the courage to be unpopular or something like that. I totally butchered it. But have the courage to be real, y'all. If you have the courage to be real, life just gets way more beautiful. Signing off. Thank you for listening. Check out drcarolinecarpenter.com. Cycle Breakers is still open. It will be open until mid-June. I'm leaving enrollment open because um, it's just, I want to get the messaging clear on what it is. I've got a lot of I've taken all of the questions I've been asked over the years, all of the things that patients have wanted to know, all of the things that friends have wanted to know, things that people have picked my brain on. I've taken all of the the knowledge, the information, the mechanisms, my strategy, how I remade my own body. I regrew a patellar tendon. I I'm quite positive I'm my body is in the process of you know, repairing my toe joints because they feel very different than they did. Um, it just, the body's amazing. The body can pull off magic. You just need the right strategy. You need the connection. You need to understand how to deal with the emotions. You need to understand how to deal with the mindset and the, and when the mind wants to go wild. Um, you got to know how to identify the conditioning that is not serving you. You got to know how to identify what's not even yours. You got to know how to identify what you don't want to live, what you do want to live, where where you want to be, what, identi- what identity you have to adopt to get there, how long that takes, and how to navigate how to get there from where you are. Sounds like a lot. Really, you just got to be present and know exactly how you feel and how to reach the next feeling. Sounds kind of simple. It's not if you're having an unconscious moment. However, with a community, it's a lot easier. So check out Cycle Breakers. I've got a three-day free webinar. Um, it's, it's a lot of information. It's a six-month program. It's going to be it's amazing. It's already started. There's a community that is all focused on healing, deep healing, deep growth, evolution, expanding consciousness, evolving to the next level, um, at thebodycarpenter.com, that is more focused on the physicality of healing. I do genetics testing, low-level laser therapy, enzyme therapy, chiropractic adjustments. I work with mindset, but the bulk of the mindset coaching and the bulk of the mindset strategy is in cycle breakers because I get down to the nitty-gritty there. We are covering human design next. I'm quite excited, but... I feel like these moments when they come up really need to be shared. Um, Oh, how I processed that resentment. I knew I needed to speak, so I did a Facebook Live, or not a Facebook Live, a story. I felt better immediately voicing it. I'm doing this. I feel like this is going to benefit some people, so I turned a negative into a positive in my own mind. Before I did this, I did some breathing work. I did the heart math uh, approach. It's the easiest one for me. What I did was I sat and I contemplated for a moment and I talked with God as I understand God and I asked for guidance and I focused my breath. I imagined my breath coming in and out of my heart center and when it came out my heart center, I imagined it going up into the sky and the heavens 
taking in some of the magical divine energy and coming back down through my crown chakra, back down into my heart. And I envisioned this infinite circle between my heart, the heavens, and my head. And I did some forceful inhales and exhales and it did shift my energy. It felt really amazing. I could feel my field clear. It was, you know, it was so simple. It's really, it's really, it is difficult to, it seems difficult to take a moment to process, but it is so worth taking the moment, quieting the mind for two minutes. Two minutes can totally change your day. It totally changed mine. Thank you for listening. I love you guys. Check out Cycle Breakers, drcarolinecarpenter.com. Um, I got a three-day free webinar. Check out drcarolinecarpenter.com. Uh, please um, give me a rating if you liked this. Five stars, hopefully. Hit the subscribe button. If you leave a review, it does help people find the podcast. I want to keep releasing free content. So, you know... If you, if you feel like it, just, uh, just throw a little love this way. But thank you guys. I love you guys. Keep doing the hard work. It's going to be so worth it. And uh, see you on the flip side.